0: All right, so this is the Coach Hoss Podcast, sponsored by Sports
1: Rehab PA, and uh, also by Michael. By Optimizers. So Masszymes helps digest the uh, food that you are eating. Helps break it down to get the most out of your carbs, proteins, all your sources. Also combine it with the P3OM probiotic uh, for extra breakdown of the nutrients. Use uh, code JUICY for 10% off
0: code juicy for 10% off. Well, today uh, starts the mini series that we're working on. Mike and I have uh, a bunch of clients that we've worked with together. And so now we're going to bring on one of our guests. Um, her name is Emma Joyce. Emma Joyce uh, tore her ACL about a year and a half ago. Um, and she's going to kind of come on and talk about her story. We want to kind of we wanted to really take this and spin this a different way, and and really have the athletes speak about the experience themselves. Uh, so bear with us. I do have this on Instagram Live. I don't know if we'll all be in the picture. I won't be able to really comment on that. Uh, we're doing it through our uh, YouTube as well. So um, just enjoy the show. And uh, Emma, welcome to the show. Thanks. She's super, super nervous. So I'm just kidding. So we won't. We'll we'll break the ice with her. Um, We're going to kind of let you talk about the um, the experience from the beginning. Kind of tell us, you know, uh, the game. Kind of give, lay the backdrop for, you know, like that day or that night.
2: Okay, so. I tore it in October of 2019 and didn't get surgery until January of 2020. And then our friend um, reached out to us and said to go to you because we thought you were a physical therapist, but you weren't because then we called you and you told us to go to Mike and Mike was the best ever. My mom loved him. My dad loved him. I loved him. And what was I there for like four months, four months. Worked really hard with Mike every, what did I go, like every two, three days, twice a week. Yeah, and yeah. then, but the big thing he always told me was make sure I do it at home. And then they yeah. closed down for two weeks. So I had to like- So this
0: was during, this was yeah, COVID. Yeah. So you had to shut
2: down I had to weeks. stay like consistently doing it at home. So that was a big part. And then That that was hard doing that. And then when I graduated from Mike, I came here and you pushed me really hard and with that you know what that sled thing and then um, every week I was coming here continuously doing that just to get back at soccer and then I kept doing my stuff at home and then we finally started running I started running down the shore and then soccer was starting to come around and I didn't think I was going to be ready but then I think I took the test twice I didn't pass it the first time and then so I think I took it like maybe like two or three weeks later, and I think just from doing it with you, doing it with you, and doing it at home, it got me ready. And then I played my first game in September, so it took only eight months for the whole entire and thing. Entire yeah.
0: Wow. So I mean, Mike, we had you come on. Um, not come on. We they they reached out to me and immediately i thought of you and you know again like emma was saying they thought i was the pt and you know she had i think it was a day or two after yeah. it, had 20 <laughs> yeah. and i'm getting a phone call and i'm like no, no no i think you're a little too soon to be seeing me i think you need to you know be introduced to mike first and without a conversation with you know without knowing your dad um he you know Took on that conversation with Mike and kind of tell tell us Mike how like that conversation went
1: with the parent. So first of all, to just set the the foundation, Emma's a goalkeeper, so that was a primary oh, position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just to kind of understand that too, when we look at position players and just the you know the demands when we look at like what players have to do when they're going through the rehab, but um, you know also with Emma's build, she's taller, you know, and with the build of certain athletes, you're looking at trying to explain to the athlete and the parent, like how these injuries happen. So that was a big educational component with you and your mom and trying to understand like what this means, what the ACL is, why it's happening and why the process is so long. You know, and Emma did a really good job at just being focused about it and understanding the basics because the more we established that foundation in PT, she was able to progress to the more advanced stuff. The biggest problem is when we get athletes that don't want to do the work outside of PT, they don't progress as well because, yeah, you're coming in two, three times a week, but it's time, it's money, it's spent that's coming in there, you know. So if you're not going to really devote, you know, the, the 100% to it, then it's almost you're not going to get the same progress. So if you're able to complement it at home, it helps the process because then we could do more in the therapy. And I try to progress all my patients a little bit each each session each week. What we we're doing, um, and yeah, I mean, she was just a rock star. She just really just every week was doing more stuff. Was really focused. I know she couldn't wait to get out of the brace, you know, <laughs> as a lot of athletes will tell you. Yes. Yeah. And then just working on walking again and the confidence. And then when it came time to having you finish PT, we were really looking at. Some of the foundational components, you know, obviously there's always like the quad strength we're looking at and the range of motion and the mobility. But also just some other test out things like looking at your ability to plank, you know, to see your core and your glute muscles and also the ankle muscles, how they correlate in, especially with the side plank, the single leg stance, a single leg squat and just getting an idea where they are. And then at that point we were using the functional movement systems the fundamental capacity screen where we did at some point test. You know, your jumps, we did the broad jump, the jump jump, that yeah. whole thing. <laughs> but now with the advanced technology of the Dorsa V and the quick board coming in, we could do that literally in 15 minutes because that whole test I had you do with the jumping and all the calculations it took with the, the sheet. Whole time. Yeah, all that time and explaining everything. I mean, it, it's good, but but the Dorsa V and, and those sensors will tell us right away what's going on in that leg. So that'll give us a foundation of when you could run, jump, you know, and do all the next level stuff. So that's really where we were. And then, you know, then we sent over to Joe and Joe started to build that foundation of just getting you stronger, getting you back to running, you know, and going from that next level stuff. When you went through the experience, I don't. Um,
0: did you, and because everyone describes it as a, a, a sound of a pop, a feel, did you see, I mean, did you hear it? Did you feel well, it? What was,
2: well, when, I fell down, they, my, like the, one of the coaches came over and I said to myself, I was like, oh, I heard a pop. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Cause then he was like, then the trainer came over and he was like, she said she heard a pop. I was like, no, I didn't. (laughs) But I did. It was, it it was a pop. Yeah. And it went like, and then that's why they thought it was sublex. Yeah. Yeah. Of the kneecap. So they drained it twice and that wasn't what it was. So that hurt really bad. And I so probably didn't did have to you, get that. You, were you
0: playing during
2: that still? I like, okay? Yeah, I played from October to November on it. October to like the end of November okay. on okay. the torn ACL. Wow. And it popped like three, so it popped at the game. And then at practice like a week later. And then when we were in North Carolina in November when the nice. high school season was over, did it three times, and then we're like, oh, maybe we should go get an MRI. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're like, yeah, it's not the sublux. So how about So You were
0: playing for about six to eight weeks going to practice, doing all that. Was there swelling? Was there discomfort? Was It, it was
2: like- swollen, and then when they drained it, it wasn't as bad anymore, but then after I kept playing on it, it kept getting swollen after every time I was playing on it, but when I first did it, it was huge. I couldn't even walk down the steps. I probably shouldn't have went to school that day. It was like Really, really big. Really. Yeah, everyone was scared. Everyone was scared. But, <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I mean it's you know, when you see something that's that's abnormal like that, yeah, you want to you want to kind of you know get figure out you know the reason why. Now, so I mean, I guess obviously your range of motion is kind of limited as well, where right? you can mm-hmm. bend or extend it or no, anything like that. No, I couldn't. So I couldn't as get... a keeper, how the heck are you doing all this with with all this pain? Are you are you wrapping it like it, you know like Ace bandages and like.
2: No, we got, well, you know how after when, after I'm healed here, like, you don't want to wear a brace, like, you're yeah. not supposed to, they kept, like, so we did, like, tape and stuff, and then I had a brace, but we were trying to get it out of it, because we didn't think it was my ACL, so then I kept doing it without the brace, and then that's when it, it, like, um,
0: yeah, it, it shifted it again, more, yeah.
2: so then I just wore the brace the rest of the season, and that's what kept it, like, I think from, like, Probably get yeah.
0: first, right? I mean, and that's something we've talked about too, Mike. I mean, uh, as much as I think that I was so much against the brace, you know, for a while there, I have kind of stepped back from that a little bit on my end as well, listening to some of these physicians talk. And, and it basically can limit the damage to, I mean, it's not going to prevent an ACL from, from uh, re- reoccurring, but it could then maybe. Limit the collateral damage. LCL, MCL, maybe the meniscus. Um, but so, I mean, what, what's your take, kind of on the, on the on the brace?
1: Yeah, I mean, we we talked about that because athletes also ask about the brace. Um, and they've gone back and forth on it. Cause I mean, the brace can limit some of your mobility with running. Yeah, my
2: even little one. It wasn't even one of the big ones. There's a little tiny one with two little metal things on the side. And I could kind of bend it all the way.
1: Right. Yeah. So to limit that, but to give you, you basically will lack some of the mobility for the stability. Uh, that's a trade-off, but also, you know, in some of these contact sports, it can make you a, a target, you know? Um, so that's kind of the one thing too, you know, if the player sees it, you have the brace on, they might come after you. So I mean, really, you know, the goal is you could see with your initial injury when you got hurt, you kept playing through it. So it does show if you have neuromuscular control, you know, you still can compensate. But then the question is, well, how did you tear it in the first place? It's probably just because that demand of activity superseded your neuromuscular control. But you did have enough there that you could compensate and play through it. Because some players go down and that's it, you know. Um, But really the future – is maybe you know looking at not doing these ACL repairs that is pure neuromuscular control. That just takes a lot of time um, and a lot of a lot of training as you can see the, the hyper focus on why and why we have so many safety nets on preventing you from getting back too soon. because if you don't have that control and you get all that aberrant movement in the knee or anywhere else in the body, then it predispositions you for not even so much just tearing the ACL again but also other things like, the patella tendon, you know, other spots in the knee joint, meniscus, things like that, because you're just not stable and you're putting that stress on that area.
0: And I'd say, you know, when you were saying you were back in about eight months, I don't remember it being that early on, but it was probably close to like nine or 10 months. But again, that's earlier than most of the kids mm-hmm. that I'm dealing with going back. I think now looking back at it, I mean you've been you've been doing great ever since. Uh, but I think that now that we have the technology that we have, I think it would definitely, I probably would have told us that she could have <laughs> used the funeral needs of not going back to actual play. Oh yeah, it's it's going to
1: eliminate the subjectivity, so it's going to give us pure objective data as to what your what limb is comparing to the next and where you're at, and then we could hone in on our treatment programs even better now to know exactly where the deficits are and you could see it parents see it and coaches see it you know Uh, but I mean after after this happened you found out your ACL was torn like what was going through your head
2: I wanted to cry well I did cry because I thought I wasn't going to be able to play ever again but then you both helped me to get back to playing so then
1: so why did you think you want to ever play again? Now? Well, no, I'm
2: not ever again. Like for my senior year, I didn't okay. think I was going to get to play, and I was crying, and it was on Christmas Eve, they told us. So Christmas wow. Eve, Christmas Eve wasn't fun. And then I was just like, "Oh, I actually have to get surgery, and I never had surgery before on anything. So
0: So this is your first experience with being under the knife yeah you're getting told this on Christmas Eve (laughs) like I mean you're just thinking like it's a sprain you know because Mm -hmm. you're getting
1: drained a couple Mm -hmm. times and you know now they're giving the big news Mm -hmm. wow now what we'll we'll keep the the physician and the surgeon's name blank just so we could explain just how you felt felt about your experience with them but if it's good or bad or either we could just keep that (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah. Protect all the names. Yeah, know. yeah. But what was your experience like with the surgeon? What did you think of, of them, he or she, you know? And, and, like, did they explain enough to you about what was going on? Were they, like, you know, very, you know, like, comforting? Like, how was that that visit?
2: The, I didn't really get to see I seen the surgeon, like, twice maybe. It was his assistant who was explaining more to me. And so, like, every time I went back to get, like, the stitches out to get it checked, he was the one explaining it. So I really liked both of them and he helped me understand like what was going to happen with my knee like before after, like during and after surgery so i felt okay with him because he was very comforting and i wasn't <laughs> nervous to like go under that's
0: good did you have other damage other than just uh other than the acl did you have meniscus it was, damage
2: it was meniscus too i okay. think i think it was lateral
0: meniscus I think yeah was there I mean I don't you know if you remember
2: the type of tear there was was it like a bucket tear I, 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 no, I, don't, I don't know I don't
1: think it was that yeah I don't think it was that severe I think um it was probably maybe just a little bit and they may have had to put like one stitch or something in. Gotcha. oh and so the so meniscus they, yeah it
2: was just like a few stitches gotcha. the okay, so they just repaired
1: it there was no removal or anything like that but... yeah. yeah yeah I find with a lot of the soccer injuries I think it's really hard for you to put enough damage and force onto yourself um to get a lot of that like terrible triad gotcha. there's only so much you could do if you would go to run cut and plant but if another player impacts you like you see a lot of that with football player tackles gotcha. and the extra force on top of the lack of stability you get like cartilage damage things like that or, like a helmet goes to the knee you get some bad stuff like that so if any of a player like rolled onto your leg or something like that you see more of it but mm-hmm. if you were just doing a plant a twist or something Usually, uh, that's when you see just a little bit of that, but it's kind of hard
2: to just really destroy your knee yourself. Yeah, mine wasn't contact.
1: I was just yeah.
2: jumping.
0: Right, right, yeah. So that, I mean, that'll bring me to, you know, a, another question there. Um, on the mental end, I mean, this is something like just, you know, use the example of, uh, you know, a football player getting hit with, you know, with a helmet to the knee, and there's all this damage. Yours was non-contact. So the mental piece of, and I've I've said this for a while, the mental piece there to come back from that to me is harder than someone accepting the fact, hey, listen, I took a freaking helmet to the knee and my knee just blew up, right? Like you were, what, kicking a ball? (laughs) You were running down the field and like it happened, nobody was around you, nobody pushed you?
2: No, the whole game, there was this... I I was letting them go out of bounds like to get a six and my coaches were mad at me so then I was like oh I'll get this one I got it no one was around me and it just went like they um my two coaches were like and get them get them so I got it and then it
0: tore so you were running sideways like like like
2: lateral um like by the goalpost like I was running lateral yeah and then I jumped and it went down because, wow. because I'm an idiot and wasn't getting the balls going out of bounds all game. And then uh, I decided to do it in the last like the eight last minutes. Yeah. Ended up
0: getting hurt on it. Now, I mean, again, the, the mental piece to that coming back because there's no contact there. How confident were you when you were ready to go back to play that that wasn't going to happen again?
2: Uh, well, I was really confident because you both know I wanted to get back so bad. And then I just, it didn't hurt anymore. I felt, felt stronger than my other knee. It felt stronger than my right knee. So I was really confident on playing. I didn't want the brace. I didn't want anything to do with the brace. And everyone was like, why don't you need a brace? Like you're, you might get hurt again. I was like, nope, I'm fine. I was like, I'm good. I was like, I'm not tearing this again. That's I'm awesome. not doing that That's again. What was your
1: impression when you heard you had to go to physical therapy? Like what was in your mind what you thought physical therapy was? Well,
2: I had to do it. I had something wrong with my foot one time. So I had I did it at CHOP physical therapy, but it wasn't like this kind of physical therapy. I had to do occupational and physical. So I like like I want to be a physical therapist, so when I heard I had to go to physical therapy, I like doing all of that because I by, yeah. like to work out.
0: Intrigued know, yeah, I'm like very what the process was going to be like and like how yeah. going to be. Mm-hmm. So you were you were probably in a, in a good mindset going yeah, in there right? because I like doing which is that. which is something Mike and I talk about a lot that you know some of these kids come in and, and they're not very happy campers. Yeah, because you know? if um, you don't
2: want to be there, it's not going to work out too yeah, well.
0: Yeah. So keeping the right mindset, so that's that's a good lesson, you know, understanding, like, going into PT, coming into, you know, uh, post-PT, and then even into performance, you know, you got you to have the right mindset going in there,
1: you know, so. How did you feel about the exercise program, like the stuff I was giving you and then what Joe was giving you, like in terms of, like, understanding why the exercises, you know, and the intensity of them, how hard they were, you know, and maybe were you just encouraged, discouraged by progress, you know, how'd you feel with all that?
2: Well, when I started with you, it was more, like, like, technical stuff, right, like, and I'm not very coordinated, but now I'm more coordinated, because <laughs> you helped me be coordinated with, like, all the technical, and, like, i always had, like, the pull, when I was doing, like, the, the split squats, and the up on the ball that was hard when I had to do the hamstring thing up on the ball and so when I finally got better at doing all that and like jumping and landing on one leg then I came here and I had I was like running and stuff and pushing all the like getting stronger more and it was both hard but in the end it worked out really good so but
0: yeah I mean listen when you came when when your time was done with Mike and it was time to come in to see me what was the anticipation at that point like what were you thinking like, I mean you were obviously starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel but yet it was still a lot of progress still to go so what was your expectation when you came to see me
2: well I heard that you kicked people's asses so I was like oh <laughs> and then I'm um, sitting in here I was like and then me and my mom came to get evaluated and then I was doing a lot of stuff just in the evaluation so i was like oh my god i was like this guy's gonna kill me when i go in the next few weeks i was like and every time when my mom would shoot either wait in the car or sit over in the waiting room and i'd walk out and she'd be like oh my gosh she's like you're sweating so much like mom do you not see what i'm doing i'd be like running up the thing and jumping and we had
0: you doing everything we had you on the jacob's ladder you know oh yeah, that was treadmills, i mean and obviously this was you know during the whole progress there but um, so your 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 session here is you know 75 to 90 minutes. You were here two to three times a week, you were at home doing stuff. Um when did when did the confidence start to really come to you that like, okay, like you were saying the mic, you never thought you were gonna play again. When did it change for you during that process? And like when did you feel as though? You thought, okay, I, I can do this. I am gonna
2: i think when I started running again or when I started getting the exercises easier without you having to explain it to me over and over again because I couldn't comprehend it. Like um, one of them cone ones where you had to switch back and forth like yeah, yeah. and pivot. You
0: started getting into the lateral transfer stuff, um, getting into that change of direction. Um, yeah. And honestly, that's one of the moves that I use a lot because once I have them go into a circular shuffle, then it's a little bit more angled with, with going side to side. And what I tend to see is a lot of athletes don't really understand how to decelerate and get in good angled positions. So I find that cone transfer drill, just where they stand still and just kind of basically rotate side to side or not rotate, but they, they, they shift side to side and, um, yeah, I think that that, and uh, it's funny because I was just walk, looking at some old videos and I did see that. And it's, it's a staple in what I do with a lot of the athletes that are, that are coming through. Um, I really stick to a, a pretty straight regimen, you know, when they come in, you know, uh, if you're 14, 16, 18 weeks, this typically where we're going to start, you know. Uh, but again, every situation is different. Again, you, you were able to get back sooner. We have athletes in here now that are, you know, 12 months that are still, you know, they look really good, but, you know, um, the door should be on them will definitely, you know, maybe really give us a better idea of, of where they are as far as that risk, you know, and with that said, kind of segue into that, like, kind of give us a little bit more explanation on what the door should be is
1: and, and what it's going to do for us here in, in the uh, facility. The Dorsa V is a sensor wearable technology. So you would put the sensors on the athlete and then you do the movements and the sensors will pick up on the sensitivity of the movement. So we have baselines that have been formulated through the program and then the iPad is what will register that and it will show how far off you are on the baseline and then it will compare your legs to each other. And then we could see where it is because the problem with the current return to the sport test is they want to compare it to the non-involved side. So, but when I was working with you in PT, I noticed that your non-injured side was actually worse than your (laughs) injured, And that could have been part of the problem. And you're not the only athlete we've seen that with. So everyone, they're trying to compare off a leg, assuming that the good leg is good and it's not. And we talked about this with Trent Nessler, who was a PT who helped develop this system. And uh, there's more and more research coming out showing that. So this really will help solidify because I know when I was spending a lot of time trying to educate your mom on understanding why the return to sport was such a process and why you couldn't get back to running it and why basically the current return to sport tests out there are crap right now. Um, And understanding why going to Joe is so important because when you graduate PT, it's like, you feel like you just did a whole chunk of success, like, man, when is this ever done? But you can't go from just doing like 15 reps of exercise back to playing 90 minutes in a game. So as you can see, that's why Joe had to condition you back. So how do you do that? And then when you start conditioning and doing more exercise, doing more sets of squats and lunges and sled pushes and stuff, making sure your body's not breaking down you're not compensating because then we're spiraling back. So I built that foundation, but now we have to kind of bulletproof that, if you will. So then you're stable throughout the season and you're stable through your conditioning. You're doing it right so you know what's up to do to basically allow yourself to be stronger you know um when it came time to like looking for who you're going to work with and I was explaining about Joe were there things that when you went home like you and your parents sat down and talked about like how do we know who to go to and like what's gonna be worth our time like what are the things that stuck out about Joe because it is a, it is a niche that he does like Before, earlier in my career, I didn't have anybody to send athletes to after. I would just pray that they found somebody good (laughs) and they were done. And after I did all that hard work with them at just four, three to four months, it's like, well, where do they go? And how do we know they get back to their sport
2: You know. Well, when we first came and we did the evaluation, you like made sure that I knew what was going on, everything. And every time I came, you'd stay with me. You never went to go do anything else. You always stay with me. And then when Grace would come, you would still be more focused on me and just be like, Grace, go do it. Grace is her sister, right? right? Oh yeah. Grace, Grace isn't her. Grace just wanted to come for to work out. So like you would always stay with me and make sure I'm getting the help I need it. That individual
0: attention.
2: Yes. Yeah. That's what my, my, that's what my mom loved. He, he's so nice, Emma. He always stays right with you. What, and she said that about you too. They, she said they never got distracted with anything. One-on-one so one attention. Yeah.
0: Is, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's what we pride ourselves on doing. And and to be quite honest, I mean, I, I did create the ACL pod and I'm still a little hesitant about it, to be very honest. Um, but it's not something that an athlete comes right from physical therapy and jumps into, they still are going to be with me for a few months, one-on-one. And when I feel as though they graduated, they can go into the ACL pod. I believe that it does give a little bit more of that encouragement when you you are in there and you see other athletes that are going through the same injury as you. Um, But I think in the beginning, you know, you're, you're coming from that one-on-one attention. Hopefully if you're coming, you know, from, Good physical therapy if you're seeing Mike or whatever, and um, you know then you're coming into me and doing that same thing. But it is you know, I, I mean, I do like it once you get to like that nine, 10 month mark. But anytime really in between that, I still really like that one on one attention. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, there's a there's a lot that can still go wrong. And, and Mike and I talked about that at seven to nine month mark. It's because these athletes are rare. You know, they're 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 rearing up. They're ready to go. You know. They, they want to play in eight months, you know? So, um, and I've, I've actually seen a lot more things, um, not, not major setbacks, but minor setbacks in that seven and nine month because we're getting a little bit more aggressive. they are getting more into like a treadmill running program. We're, we're, we're getting more into, you know, hamstring strengthening and and, and and such. So I think the combination of all those things, a lot more multi-directional change in direction type of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean. So again, the experience that, that that you've had with with both of us, we, we brought, we're bringing you on and bringing on other athletes that have worked with Mike and I, um, because we're extremely passionate about getting the word out and intercepting, kind of you know um, these these uh, athletes before. They're maybe getting in. I don't even know if I'm going to use the right word, like the, the wrong hands. I, it's just the proper the proper protocol coming through this. And, and I've just seen a lot of um, not such good work when it, when the athletes have come to me. And, you know, honestly, I mean, the parents are paying a lot of money, whether it's, it's physically coming out of their pocket right away. They're still going to, you know, you're using your insurance and you're going there. And when these kids come to me um, and they're not coming from Mike and they've come from other locations, it hasn't been the best work. And unfortunately I had to kind of digress in where I think some of these athletes are maybe coming out in four or five months. They're actually kind of presenting more closer to like three and four months, you know? So what are you seeing Mike differently than these other physical therapists are seeing. It. And how are you treating them? I mean, we've, I've had this battle and this conversation with you forever, as far as, you know, uh, these athletes wanting to do one leg, you know, uh, or, or the PT wanting to just work on, on one leg and, and not the uh, quote unquote good leg. So how are you able to do all this stuff with the athlete and, and get them really prepped
1: and ready to go unlike some of these other physical therapists? Well, I think one, again, is the one-on-one is, you know, the model that we try to promote. I mean, even at the company I was before, now we did do that. Um, but when that model started to get strained, you know, that we, we still we still implement that here now, you know, at Ivy Rehab in Warminster. We wanna do the one-on-one because, you know, it's, it's, it's really focusing on the quality of what you're doing. It's not just doing the movement. And, you know, there's a lot of places in physical therapy clinics or even gyms where there's just people just moving and going through motions, but you're not spending your time after a long day at school to come in the evening to spend an hour (laughs) just to go through the motions. If you could easily just do it at home, why are you coming to me? So a lot of the stuff I give you will was was foundational stuff. And this is why, you know, again, having Emma on here to talk about why it's important to do it at home, because. In order for me to get you to somebody like Joe, you have to have that foundation. And what, what Joe's talking about is athletes are not getting, they're not where they are from other places because they don't have that foundation. And it can either come down on the PT, it come down on the athlete. But especially when you have a motivated athlete who is doing stuff or you ask what they're doing at home and they have one sheet of a handout that's still like straight leg raises and clamshells. <laughs> and they're, you know, like, you know, multiple months into this process. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, you haven't, you haven't had your home exercise program updated. Like we're not reinforcing what we're doing in, in therapy. So that's why I kept compounding with all that stuff. And you started probably get a booklet of all these mm-hmm. handouts.
2: All the papers, I have them. And then all the bands, I had them all in one place and yeah. I had do it.
1: See, so that was reinforcing what we were doing at therapy. And I wasn't giving you like a hundred reps of it. It was a set of like 15 then start increasing multiple sets because after a while your body can only understand so much mm-hmm. so we do it in a small amount we're going for the quality of the movement so then when you came to Joe he could start doing the more advanced stuff whereas some of the other athletes just can't even still stand on one leg for 10 seconds so how are we going to do more of this advanced stuff if that foundation is not there um you know and the other the other end of it too is if it's not on the PT it's also on the to just to also be diligent in doing this doing this stuff but the PT also devising that plan and, and under, getting them to understand why they need to do it at home, you know, oh, well we did this movement but now it's a progression so it's the same thing but it's advancing it, you know so different patterns of single leg different patterns of lunges things like that, you know, um, so that's kind of that's kind of what, what the issue was there is that there just wasn't enough of that foundation to so go to the next level. And you had
0: you didn't really get a chance to take advantage of
1: the online app that I have now.
0: So basically, when you're coming in with the athlete or the athlete comes in, uh, they're going home with an online app access as well. So you're having video exercises, not sheets of paper. Yeah, anymore. I just so had them you'll be getting videos now. So I have that set up for the athletes coming back from ACL injury, and we also have it to help prevent or help reduce that. So um, anybody that wants to, you know, to use the app, you don't have to be um, uh, a recovering athlete. Um, You can be, you know, helping try to reduce that risk Mm -hmm. and prevent that, those things from happening too. Um, And Mike's gonna start putting up a bunch of more videos as well, so that'll really help us out with the the app. Um, But again, just knowing more about your experience, is there anything else that you can kind of talk to us about like during that experience, mental-wise, like, like nutrition? We didn't even really talk about the nutrition. What was your nutrition like going through? I I just, her eyes just got real big. So, um, so apparently her, her nutrition was... So, right?
2: that, <laughs> yeah i eat fruits and vegetables fruits and, and vegetables. protein and your no i didn't i was a picky either, but i like more now i actually eat when back in when was that 2019, 2020 i didn't eat anything i ate like bread and stuff i was so Were picky. You
0: afraid to eat in the beginning because of this stigma that that and i'll, I'll say more girls than, than guys that, that you feel as though now that you're not active? If you're eating oh, more, that you're going to get heavy?
2: No, I just didn't like a bunch of things. Okay. I just hated... So you're just a it, picky eater. Yeah, but now I'm good. I'll eat fr- not really fruit anymore, but I'll eat vegetables now, like okay. my chicken, protein, all that. Cause so These
0: vegetables, they have to be like Overly cooked, where all the nutrients <laughs> are gone, and then doused with a bunch of sugary like uh, um, I'm places. working. Yeah.
2: I'm working on a okay. dough. I mean, I've got. It has to have that, s- It has to have seasoning on it. Like. Yeah, you okay. yeah. seasoning yeah. Yeah. yes and,
0: you know Seasoning yeah. is good. It's Yes. I'm. i like that too. Like I don't. I'm not big on. I, I, I'll eat raw vegetables. I don't really like oh. them when they're cooked. I won't eat carrots once they're cooked. I don't really like them in stew, but I'll eat a carrot, you know, roll, no problem. Uh, I'm not big with the cauliflower. I've tried so many different ways to, to do
2: cauliflower. I, don't, I haven't <laughs> had that. I like green beans.
1: Green beans are good. You green know, there's beans, a lot of options out beans. there, which is why we networked with Dr. Anna Roby so we, she helped us design a knee course for that because the big thing is when you are healing from a surgery, your body still needs a lot of nutrients. It is a workout for your body, but at a different level. So it does need a lot of that nutrients to heal. So that is something that we are pushing out for people that have to have, you know, the surgery or recovering from the surgery. Yeah, she also has um, a performance course too. So if you wanted to just understand nutrition for performance mm-hmm. and just um, competition, she has a program out like that, um, which is nice. So we can start rolling that out for athletes as well. But, you know, if you had to give advice to your peers or your fellow Teammates or anyone else who had to go through this. What what would you say?
2: Um, stay focused and make sure you do what you have to do in order to get back. And listen to both of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best advice anyone. has We I are mean, not paying her to say <laughs> this. I promise you, this is not, a, <laughs> okay. not now, a monetary value. Me and my mom loved you guys, first. My mom says it all the time, and oh, better stay in touch with them. They did so much for you. I said, "Mom, I know, I got it." That's awesome. We're at yeah.
1: Emma. will probably be one of our, one of our first athletes to be able to try the new equipment when we get it in here. She will be part of that crew, be able to do oh, stuff. Grace she, keeps
2: bugging me too. When are getting they testing. getting it, Grace? Yeah. She wants to try the dance one.
1: Oh uh, yeah, the, the dance, quick dance board. board. Yeah. yeah. So where, where are you at now with just soccer, training, competition? We know that you're going to want to go to school for PT. So where are you at with your process of everything now, education and sports?
2: Well, I'm in kinesiology up at Penn State, and I just finished the first semester. I did, like, the anatomy one. Now I got to go back and do anatomy two. And I'm in, like, I'm not really in the courses for all of that yet. But I think next year and the year after I start getting into, like, the actual, like, kinesiology, like, programs and then i want to go to grad school probably somewhere at home to do yeah probably i was looking at temple temple has a good um grad pt program but with soccer we're we're doing good actually we just won the championship but it's like we do it on our yeah thanks we do it on our own though like we don't have a coach so there's no one there like
0: yeah but
2: it's like really serious and you gotta like make sure you're doing what you need to do Cause it's the, our, it's a girl on our team runs the whole team. She does a really good job and she makes sure we're, we, she made sure we won. Like she got right, it all. Right. Like, yeah. So that was fun. That's awesome. And then okay. I, so you're, you're continuing
0: the winning tradition mm-hmm. and take me back again. I don't, I don't remember when you, when you did, um, uh, come back from your surgery, your senior year, did you win the championship? We didn't have year? one. That's right. We want it
2: junior year. I want it on a torn ACL. Gotcha. My junior year.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then 2020 was. Like, yeah, you know, we didn't a get to year. have one. Gotcha. Gotcha.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. um Mike, any other questions that you have for Emma? I don't think so. I think this was this was awesome for you to come on and at least share this experience. We want you know obviously other athletes and parents to understand this process is like. As well as you know, other PTs who you know are working with athletes in this you know area, or you know students that are coming out of PT school and maybe want to look into sports performance, you know what what the future holds for this area, um, and the type of stuff that we're doing with you know athletes like yourself, and then how it's also inspiring you too to want to become a physical therapist, and then now you have a little bit better knowledge too. Going in, you're just gonna have more awareness of the stuff they're talking to you about. In that's something just fell in the room. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody up. Yeah. <laughs> Besides just also just, you know, the other stuff, like the neuromuscular things, but other, you know, age groups like geriatric and stuff too, but you just understand a little more about how the human body functions, things like that. Um, but, you know, it's really cool to just hear, you know, because, you know, we work with our patients and we get feedback, but not all the time that we get like a long, lengthy explanation of like what it was like and reflecting back on that, you know, um, and be able to share this experience, I think will help a lot of people who, you know, want to know what it's like. Yeah, I mean, and
0: it's it's funny because we we tried to shoot. I'm gonna apologize at the end of the podcast here. We tried to shoot this through the the IG, but it, it just it we're doing it with the panoramic just didn't work real well. So I apologize to anyone who was trying to follow on the IG. This is just going to be available in audio, unfortunately, um, because the the um, the video wasn't working real well. So. Um, but other than that, I mean, the experience of, of bringing you on is just the, you know, the first one in the series that we have of, of three or four athletes that we want to bring on over the next month to really kick off 2022 uh, with the podcast. But we wanted to go at it with a different angle this time. We really wanted the, the athletes to come on and really talk about their experience. And um, I, I can't thank you enough for, for staying in touch with us, staying in contact. Um, it's very ironic that a lot of the athletes that do come in here are starting to pursue that, that, um, that kinesiology, that physical therapy, Mm -hmm. because they've gone through it. They understand the process. They, it's lengthy. It's long. Um, that's what I enjoy so much about this is I really get to really know the athlete when they're in here and, and every one of these kids who come in, like, I, I feel like they're my kids and, you know, like I watch them get back out there on the field and I'm most of the time, I'm like probably 98, percent but I've made it to, to the athletes' at first game back out there. Um, I do the best I can, and if it's not their first, it's you know definitely some of their games um, because it's rewarding to me. It's rewarding to watch their faces, their smile, the first time they get to kick a ball in here. You know? Remember that? Yeah, so exciting. Yes. The first time they get, <laughs> when I bring out a ball, like, like yeah. this is so funny. Yes. The smiles on their faces are just. It's just pure joy on my end. And I just, you know, I just love so much the job and that's, you know, there are listen, there are days that I definitely question myself still. I don't know why I get a lot of encouragement through friends and family. There are just, sometimes I get a little bit of self doubt. Sometimes I don't know where that comes from because uh, I do try to stay very positive, but that is the true joy of what I'm doing every day. That's, you know, watching you, girls and boys, get back out there and do what you love to do. So, um, again, thanks for your time. Good luck back um, up at school, thanks. and um, we'll get you and Grace in here as soon as possible <laughs> to do the today. So, uh, we're out of here. So, thanks again. Mike. Yeah, thanks good again. Good stuff. Right, Emma. Good job.